0: Welcome to Titletown, USA. The Denver Nuggets are champions. Mike Singer was there. Matt Schubert, your host, me, was there. Our producer, Aaron Antaveras, was there. We've cleaned off the champagne, and now we're ready to talk title. Nikola Jokic, what a performance. Bruce Brown, is he coming back? Mike seems to think so. All that and more, coming up next. And we are back for a championship edition of the Nuggets, Inc. podcast presented by Nobody. I'm here with Mike Singer, A.A. Ron Ontiveros on the ones and twos, eight-year-old Soren. He tipped over a Porta john last night. Everybody's having a good time because the Nuggets just won their first title, Mike Singer. Can you believe it?
1: Uh, I can. uh Oh, I'm Matt
0: Schubert, by the way. You might not remember me. I've been
1: away for a while. But he's back. A 16-4 and four playoff run. The only quote-unquote adversity they really faced was that second-round series against the Phoenix Suns. If we can call that adversity. Do we call that adversity? I mean, It was 2-2. It's the only thing that quasi-qualifies as adversity. And um, this team stampeded through the NBA playoffs uh, I think you made a chart for the paper today. Which Golden State Warriors team went 16, the 16 and 1 Warriors? That was
0: the 2017 17, version yeah. that had Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson
1: at his peak, Draymond Green. So I don't want to hear about two eight seeds, a seven seed, and a four seed. They just ran roughshod through the entire Western Conference and then. You want them to apologize for facing the eight seeded Heat? Like maybe they caught a break in that you know Giannis got hurt and that Boston wasn't able to win Game Seven, etc. There was not a a, a a close second, in my opinion. And and we can go down all kinds of what ifs and and what could have. Um, Giannis didn't stay healthy. He didn't get out of the first round. Embiid, who knows? Uh,
0: who didn't look like he was healthy. Yeah, I
1: I, I also, you know, I don't think Jimmy Butler looked particularly healthy. No,
0: this, there was a point uh, during Game 5 where he was one-on-one with Jamal Murray, and earlier in the series, he would have attacked that, and he did not. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was an indication he's not right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just don't think he was right the majority of the series. He finished 5 of 18 last night. Um and outside of bam who really you know he messed them up in the first half it might have been the ugliest first half like of the playoffs the whole
0: game was pretty ugly it
1: it was but that's what happens in championship games like when when you know seasons are on the on the line eliminations on the line it just gets ugly and nasty um the denver nuggets turned into the houston rockets of a few years ago could not hit a (laughs) three-pointer i think at one point they were two of 22 Oh my gosh. So dreadful. Yes. So, something of something like that. And yeah, I, think yeah, I think you're right. Porter hits that um that transition three in the third quarter and it was like like exhale. It was like finally. Not only did he hit one, but the team hit one. I think Jamal hit the corner one a few minutes earlier, and it's just like you know, I tweeted this out. Each three pointer that they hit felt like it was worth four or five points.
0: Yeah, it was such a grind. It, it reminds me of a lot of like championship winning games. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of those in the past where it's just both teams are dog tired and they don't have much left, and what you get is just a, a street fight for four quarters, and that that's what they got. And here's the thing: the Nuggets won it. You know, I don't two three years ago. Are they winning a game like that? I don't know.
1: Well, they didn't have the defenders two three years ago to win a game like that. Right. They allowed 18 points. In the fourth quarter of a closeout game, they, I think it was 38 points in the second half. They outscored them 50 to 38 in the second half. That's a team with championship medal of a team that senses it does not want to go back to South Beach because then stuff could get hairy for a game six. Who knows what happens? And they said, screw that. We're closing it out. There were so many examples of just tenacious relentless defense specifically in the fourth quarter. That block from Aaron Gordon. AG had Kyle Lowry's breakfast, lunch and dinner <laughs> in that in that in that block. KCP jumps the passing lane with, you know, like a minute left, maybe less no, than no, 30 30 seconds. And yeah. then he starts waving to the crowd to you know, to to start hyping up and, and...
0: And then hits the free throws, which, by the way, the Nuggets were not hitting the free throws oh last gosh.
1: night. god I mean, I'm looking at it right now. They, they shot, I think they were like 11 or 13 of 23. 56% from the free throw line in a closeout game. That usually doesn't get it done, paired with 17% from three. That's yeah. how ugly this game yeah, was. Yeah,
0: they, they just didn't have the shooting touch last night. But you know what? Here's the thing about this Nuggets run that I think this is how you do 16 and 4. They play the Suns, what do they do? They go up and down with them. They score with them, they outscore them. They they play this Heat team, they get in street fights and they come out on top.
1: They got it out the trenches.
0: And 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 then on top of that, they go up against the Lakers and they they have to withstand these onslaughts at the end they come up with a way it's a great
1: point how how flexible and malleable this team is that they can adjust to various um you know generational stars and adapt and say you know what we can play this way we can play this way that's a testament to joker right that he can no matter what defense he can still give it to you 10 in the fourth quarter he had a team high 28 nobody else really had it going offensively but Again, that was a testament to their defense. They yep. they were grimy and physical and blew up screens. KCP was so good. Bruce Brown um, plays twenty eight minutes, and Michael Porter says, "You big know what? Big putback. Yeah, he has a huge putback with a minute thirty left." And Michael Porter says, "You know what? That's cool. I'm I'm down with my coach playing Bruce because he he got the huge offensive rebound. He got a big defensive rebound off of a missed three late, and it's just like Bruce embodies." You know what, what? that game was about—ugly and gritty, and physical, and and tenacious. You know
0: he's kind of like—I don't—I don't know if I should make this comparison. But I'm going to do it anyway, Mike Singer. Bring it. He's sort of like their Draymond Green in a way.
1: I was going to make a, a different comparison, but I—I I see where you're going. I think he's a little bit like Marcus Smart.
0: Yeah, he's—that's probably a better comparison. But what I guess what I mean by that is like that he just fills in the blanks in this way that helps to create a champion you know you need a player like that
1: you absolutely they, and they really they didn't have a guy like that the last few years dude 4 14 0, 05 from 3 you ask yourself what type of impact he had six rebounds um, a steal and assist 10 points just solid just like i mean he's been a he's been a bowling ball the entire year but a bowling ball who fills in and quicks, or fills in with sand meaning he goes anywhere they need him
0: yes and he i mean he was that in game 4 for them uh, real big part of that, th- them holding it down with Nicole Jokic on the bench, uh, has that big three at the end. Um, and, you know, Michael Porter Jr., I thought, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I thought he was their second best player last night. Ooh. I, I thought he had, there was at least four different times where he pushed the ball in transition and they got great shots out of it. Uh, and they scored almost every time.
1: Didn't he have a couple transition dimes to like one yes. to Jeff Green, one to Christian Brown yes. in the first half when everything else was a hot mess? Right, and he
0: so he like he played with uh, with uh, intention last night in a way that he hadn't been in the series. And and I thought it was a big contribution that he he was a
1: big part of that win last night. I mean, 16 points, 13 rebounds. When your three pointers not falling, attack. He he was key at the start of the third quarter, attacking inside with his floaters and just playing off of guys. I like the way that he pushed. I like the way that he cleaned up the glass. Um and and you know I want to highlight his rebounding because Aaron Gordon was in foul trouble the entire first half. So where's that going to come from if it's not Porter? you get even it's more even more lopsided on those second chance They
0: points. had to play DeAndre Jordan
1: <laughs> who played well for the record DeAndre Jordan played well in Yeah, his oh
0: minutes. no, I'm not saying he was bad, but he, he was good defensively. He he it was tough around the rim. Um he had they like, survived in that in that little stretch in those stretch 3 there.
1: minutes, but he had a, a few really good contests uh, that I thought were impactful. You know, DeAndre played 3 minutes. Jeff Green played 5 minutes. That's probably the right ratio. I didn't realize this until just now. If you didn't look at the box score, how, how many minutes do you think Christian Brown played last night? I'm going to say about seven. Seven. Yeah. Higher. 15. Higher. 20. Higher. 25. He played 24 minutes last Holy night. Holy cow. And if you remember at the beginning... It's hard to remember his impact, though, if, in that way. If, if you remember at the beginning of this postseason run, I said, there's going to be a night where Christian Brown plays 25 minutes a game in a playoff game, and I don't think it happened. Okay, I was one off. My bad. 24 last night. Well,
0: and he had to, what was it? Game three? Yeah, uh,
1: but he didn't play that many. He only played 19 minutes. That's in that right. Game. He played 24 minutes last night in a closeout game.
0: So a freaking rookie. And you've got to think like he's going to probably improve a little bit. Um,
1: oh yeah, man. He, this this experience invaluable. Oh, I didn't. I don't know that this was out there last night. Uh, my man Bill Self wandering around the back halls of uh, ball arena last night as Christian Brown and his mom are taking uh trophy picks. Bill Self's there. Gotta get and, mom in this. And, and, and DeAndre Jordan goes up to Bill Self and he gives Bill Self props. He says, You you got that boy right. You got that boy ready for this. And and that was a testament to I mean, who he was in college, right? He was quote I'm just gonna say built for this. Glue guy glue guy ultimate glue guy glue guy who's gonna get better thrust into the rotation second half of the year and 24 minutes in a closeout game come on man all right he played the seventh most minutes let's
0: get to the the real fun part here mike you you got to be in the locker room post game for the whole celebration give me your favorite moment first and then let's just get the scene after that
1: I mean, I just got sprayed with an inordinate amount of champagne just, like, on my suit, on my tie. Like, I got home last night, like, 3.30 in the morning. I'm trying to take my tie off, and my tie is soaked through so much that I can't undo the tie. Like, I smell. I smell, (laughs) like, champagne. I smell, like, beer. Um, You know, no, no players are pouring stuff on me, but they're, like... You know, they like spraying the media. It's definitely part of the fun of Bennett it.
0: Bennett Durando, by the way, got soaked yeah. by MPJ.
1: Yeah, and so I had just a, a lot of really honest, really awesome conversations last night that never would have happened before um, until a championship. I had coaches coming up Are you to saying me.
0: they're lying to you the other time?
1: I'm just saying they didn't engage me before. <laughs> um, you know, I had very honest conversations. I mean... Malone and I had a really good talk late last night, and he introduced me to his family. and We're we're just talking. I gave uh, I I said hello to his wife, and I said I heard he beat you in pickleball, and she said, "Yeah, I beat him first. So um, the the Malones don't forget. Um, and you know, I talked to Felipe, Nicole, maybe Nicola's closest confidant in the organization. I talked to him about how they they built. I said, that
0: favorite moment, Mike Singer. What you got to give me one, just one absolute chunk of gold.
1: Um, okay. Last night, it's probably about 1.15 in the morning, and uh, the Serbian dance party's been going on for about 45 minutes. They are using Felipe's phone... F- to to play these Serbian hits, and Joker's brothers are in the locker room just going buck wild. There's not that many other people dancing, but they're getting after it. And enough people are dancing, and Malone has had enough to drink where he starts dancing in the middle of the locker room with Strahinja. Like I'm talking the the Dosido Serbian <laughs> style, and Malone just gets into it. And there's no you can't replicate that how often does that happen I felt like it was a window into what that celebration looked like when they went to Sambor to present Joker with his with his second MVP trophy um you know which I know some like there was definitely a lot of drinking that night and there was a fair amount of drinking last night how was that for a moment
0: that's not a bad one um Jamal Murray Jamal Murray um Got emotional there at the—I mean, it's—he's a guy that I think, you know, puts on this really tough front, um, usually when he's, you know, talking with media members and all that, and can be somewhat combative every now and then. I love it. I love when Um, He makes you work for it. And—but he kind of let his guard down last night. Um, Obviously, this means a lot to him. He's been through a lot. Two years of watching this team play. His first year back, he gets to win a title.
1: So— you you know, ask asked for a moment um, in the post game locker room. I talked to Jamal and I said, you know, why did you think you got so emotional uh, on stage? And he was just like, as the crowd was chanting and roaring, I tried to keep it together. I tried really hard to keep it together, but I couldn't. And it hit. And it was just like, not only the title, but the fact that he was unavailable to help for two years. And that weight, um, contrasted with the roar and the noise and like there were two moments uh during the post during the um trophy ceremony where the crowd overwhelmed the microphone and you couldn't hear anything the first is when michael malone gets called up and i th- you know I don't, I don't really know what fans perception of michael malone is other than they appreciate and respect How sarcastic and how disrespectful the the disrespect card that he plays. They constantly they love that he wears it on his sleeve. They love that he is one of them. Like that that like I the the roar was so loud that Malone stopped answering, even listening to Lisa Salters' question and just started beckoning to the crowd to roar. And that's when he I mean, the dude is a master. At 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 winning the press conference oh, and winning yeah. the microphone. We're not satisfied. We want more. Come on, man. I know you thought about that a week ago. <laughs>
0: oh, he's been workshopping that for a while.
1: Yeah, he's been playing that off against his wife, asking his daughters, how does this work? Yeah, yeah, dad, that sounds fine. <laughs> um That
0: that that whole scene, I have to say, um, I mean, I've been in Ball Arena for several games. Uh I've never heard it that loud.
1: Yeah. And so I think there's two different types of loud. There's the post game loud. But then there's the in game loud. I'm trying to think of the the loudest moments. Like, I think it was Porter's three. Yeah. I think it was Jamal's three in the corner. Maybe KCP's three with about four minutes left.
0: After his free throws, the place went Buck Wild.
1: Yeah. Because I think the Heat caught a timeout and they were like savoring it a little bit. And it was like, oh boy, this is on the verge. This is about to happen. Right. And um, so there was that level of loud. And then post game, the Malone, the Malone, uh, volume and then the jamal where everyone just overwhelmed him and like no one really knows what to do with joker you know they cheer for him he you know he gives them what they want it's good it's nice now i get to go home now that's that's (laughs) nice you nicola thank you Uh, you know stupid me i thought that we might see a new layer to nicola last night we didn't really see a new layer
0: punch the time card
1: punch the time card get me home to serbia where my horses are racing on sunday did you see his reaction when told when the parade not was not happy parade's thursday he's asking the moderator when's the parade it's thursday oh come on i got to get home <laughs> dude what is more important than this like he is so funny and i don't think he's putting on an act
0: no but- he's a homebody i think there's no doubt about that
1: he's a homebody and you know if it wasn't i mean i look his family was there the whole time. Ognena, his daughter, pretty much stole the show. She's on the front page of the Denver Post. Um, unbelievable photo from Aaron Anteveres. And, you know, he's just so proud and parading her around. The, the the cutest part is, so the families, they go and take their trophy photos. And it's Nicola, his wife, and their daughter, and the, the championship trophy to the left, and the MV, finals MVP trophies to the right. And Ognena goes and starts like bouncing the the ball on top of the Larry O'Brien, O'Brien trophy like trying to bounce it I mean it was a cute one and a half year old moment that's great yeah. um so there were just so many tender moments and you know uh Joker's brothers picking Malone up again I think we have a tradition now um after the Western Conference finals you know he does that he, I, I would love that tradition to continue yeah I don't know how Malone feels about it but I think he's I think he just like happily submits. I think he happily submits to Strahinia and um, Nemanja and doesn't really have much of a choice. I'll, I'll say
0: this. Uh, I was wandering the halls of Ball Arena. Uh, I would say it was about, I don't know, 1.45, 1, 1.30 a.m. Somewhere. I didn't look at a clock. And uh, I saw Strahinia, uh walk in the halls. That man was not walking a straight
1: line. Yeah, so... In terms of other moments, like every iteration and every grouping you could think of, meaning Jamal's dad had a moment with Nicola's brothers. Malone had a moment with Nicola's brothers. There's pretty much everything revolves around Nicola's <laughs> brothers here. Uh, and, and the funny thing is that Joker was he kind of in the back. He didn't really want to. He wasn't really dancing as much as his brothers. He wasn't as 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 messed up as his brothers were. Um he wasn't as revelatory, which I guess is to be expected. There was that really cool moment, um, which I'm sure you guys have seen video of of Joker like pulling Jamal into the pool um, in the back, in the back of the locker room. They kind of had like a cool moment. I think Vlako ends up jumping in the pool, and it was just like, all right, we can get a little silly. And and, and Joker does do that. One very awesome scene that you know is just going to stay in my in my mind because I didn't think about, I didn't really feel like recording it. The Nuggets set up like, like kind of a partition around Joker's locker. Like there were three, I don't know if they were Budweiser partitions or NBA finals partitions, whatever, just to kind of protect him while he was getting dressed. And so on one side of the partition is this Serbian dance party. And I'm saying to the side of it, on the other side of it, Joker's dancing to himself. He's just (laughs) like, like looking at his stall, like bopping and just like doing his thing in his black suit and like. It wasn't for anybody. No one was gonna see it. No one. I wasn't gonna share it. I didn't feel like I didn't feel okay intruding on his space like that. But he was in a he was in a great place. He was just like I'm gonna dance to myself.
0: Yeah, he's he's a stoic, isn't he? He just he's he's a guy that that he just wants real genuine things, you know. He he and he wants to celebrate those around him like he, you wrote about
1: today. Yeah. Um I said I said Nicole I saw him, I said, Nicole, congratulations. You know, I'm sure you loved all my questions. He goes, Some of them I did, some of them I didn't, Mike. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I need I miss my horses. <laughs> um so that that was an unbelievable scene. And then we didn't the other scene, you know, that turned into a news story last night was Bruce, Brucey B. Um And I know, uh, having talked before we started recording, your skepticism. Extreme skepticism. In what Bruce Brown um, told me last night, which is that he wants to stay, that he called Denver a perfect fit, and he said money is not the end-all be-all. Money isn't everything.
0: Listen, you know, I've laid in the bed after coitus.
1: (laughs) I've said some stuff. Maybe I shouldn't have said okay all I'm saying is are you comparing coitus to winning a title I I, I don't I'm saying it's probably
0: similar <laughs> that the feeling afterwards is probably similar all right and and you know maybe maybe he comes back I, I it would be great if he did um but just so we all know the numbers he's gonna what make six point five six point Six point eight million.
1: 6.8 million. Um, if he
0: if he opts into his contract, right, it's and a player he, option. And
1: if he declines it, he can make seven point seven million with the Nuggets. With the Nuggets,
0: however, after what he just did, I am imagining there will be suitors lining up. Yeah, it, it's the suitors over you know waiting at, at the end of the Iliad or is not the Odyssey? Excuse me, yeah, at yeah. the end of the Odyssey, they're all lined up. They're all ready.
1: You mean the sirens?
0: No, and the suitors. What about this? The, how about there I think are, the siren. teams they, are sirens? Too. You think they're sirens? Okay, either way.
1: If you're 15 million, you, offering 15 million annually, you're a siren.
0: And let me tell you something. Well, I mean, but then you're saying if, if they're the sirens, he's like basically leaving to his doom for that 15 million dollars, not getting 15 million I, the dollars. The analogy's whack.
1: Fine, <laughs> he's gonna get. He's gonna have offers, and if he is being honest. He's gonna. Ha- it's probably gonna be a very difficult decision to bypass that money. That being said, I had heard optimism even before I talked to Bruce um, that there was a chance. Uh, he loves it here. He he offered it up unsolicited. I went up to him in the post game locker room and I said. Um, you know, whatever you want, I hope you get it. If it's, if it's the bag, like good luck and, and, and onward, you know, go get yours. And he said, I want to stay. I said, Oh, (laughs) okay. Brucey B.
0: Hey, if he does like great, great on him. I seriously, $7 million. That's a lot of money too. Uh, you can live off of that. I think pretty sure. Right. Um, so if that's what he decides, good for him. Uh, very admirable, who knows maybe there 's a wink wink from the uh, front office say take this seven million and there 's going to be a lot more after that um, but
1: what and- happened what happened with Bobby Portis in Milwaukee something he, like that yeah he he stayed, he got paid, and he just had to wait a bit. Does Bruce e b take that same path? Man, the nuggets would be ecstatic because if not you 're banking on. Christian's continued development, and you're banking on Peyton Watson.
0: Um, well, and maybe finding another guy.
1: Yeah, but, like, they don't win this championship without Bruce and without the, the value add of signing him for $6.5 million this season. No doubt. And that was a free agent coup uh, by Calvin Booth, second-day guy, And it's just funny that he lasted that long because if anyone realized his value, they probably jump on that in the first day, you know, but, and I, and I told Bennett Durando this, who wrote a great story on Bruce um, and his time at Miami, you got a discount on Bruce Brown because there was not a clear indication that he could play guard in the NBA, right. and the Nuggets had to take a swing and guess that they could make that work. And he was a
0: screener with
1: uh, the Nets. He's a screener. He was a four. He was a five. He was a lot of things that he wasn't suited to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that he is the end all be all ball handler, which he needs to get significantly better at. But he does so many things good enough that you, in, in terms of the shooting, the defense, the athleticism. Um, that you can live with it. And he's the type of player that Joker loves to play with. And if you got him in your back, it, like in, in your corner, then you got pretty much it all for this team.
0: What are your odds? What are your odds?
1: That he's back? Yep. 65 35.
0: In the affirmative.
1: In the affirmative. Wow.
0: You're buying it, huh?
1: Brucey e. B and I have a good relationship. I I saw him in the locker room. He goes, "Mike." I say what I said to him, and he goes, "I want to stay." I said, "Oh, okay." And then then we talked. And I don't he, does he strike you like for sure? I I get being caught up in the moment, but does he strike you as a guy who who goes back on his word?
0: No, he doesn't. But also significant also, you have to take into context. I'm when, into context when those things are being uttered. How much alcohol has been imbibed? Uh, the, the, the feeling of, of having just won a championship, all of those things. Do
1: we need? Do we need like an editor's note on, on these post game stories? This is how many drinks they had had before they <laughs> talked. Like, do we need to ask those questions? Is that is that journalistic integrity? This
0: the BAC. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, thank you for your thank you for your time, Bruce. Uh, can I get a uh, can I get a breathalyzer real quick?
0: Well, it was so much fun last night. Um, I I, I just can't say how lucky I felt to be able to be a part of documenting uh, this great run uh, for the Denver Nuggets, which, let's face it, this is just a start. They've got at least, what, four or five more years of being a contender? Crazy. Um, So buckle up, because this is not going to stop for a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's not, and that that mentality is not just Malone that is Calvin Booth that is um Jamal definitely thinks that I don't have any idea where Joker's head's at he could retire and
0: he, I was t- talking to somebody about this last night I would not be surprised if at the end of this last contract he just was like all right I'm good I've done what I wanted to do I want yeah, a championship which is
1: which is, a f- which is obviously the max con- the supermax starts next year so right. it's not anytime soon but like I think everyone kind of understands this guy's different. There could be a, a, a like a, a ticking clock.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, like, could you see him playing at 41 years old, like LeBron no, James? No,
1: not a chance. He, I
0: think I think by the time he gets to 35, I'm good.
1: And that's seven years away. Yeah, and and it could be earlier than that. Right. Um, I think he's he has poured so much of his. I mean, he's basically dedicated his life. The last, let's say, you know. 13 14 years to becoming this player his body the dedication you know how some bodies they like if if you don't treat your body well you just put on weight like he is clearly one of those guys that if he doesn't pay attention then he's just going to you know or if he lets himself go a little bit eat some Burex back back home um it could get to him right mm-hmm. and the 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 amount of dedication it takes to be um, careful and considerate about your diet, your nutrition, your fitness, et cetera. Um, that is, you know, that's, there's a commitment level here that, that is taxing and takes a toll. And I don't think he wants to do it for forever.
0: No, I, I, I gotta say though, uh, I, having seen him next to his brothers uh, post game, he, it really comes across like, Oh wow. He's really fit. He's in really good shape. This guy is slim and fit. What, what do we got here?
1: Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> just keep going. Okay.
0: Uh, so um, one th- one thing, we just to give us some, uh, oh, oh, we got goggles. We're, we're putting on goggles. We got championship goggles. <laughs> championship goggles. Um, okay. I, I went back and I looked at, all of the playoff performances, uh, starting with 1974, uh, when they started counting blocks and steals. And if you go back and you look at all those performances and you add up averages for points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, steals per game, blocks per game, you know where Jokic lands? Uh, dose. Number two. All right. Good Number guess. two. Good guess. 12 game minimum. Number two, he's behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 1974, the very first year, and he's barely behind him. Uh, It's 56.6 for Kareem. It's 55.1 for Nikola Jokic. 30 points, 13.5 rebounds, 9.5 assists, 1.1 steals, one block a game. Absolutely historic performance from Nikola Jokic.
1: Uh, First player in NBA history to lead the playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists. First player in NBA history. He had 600 points in 20 games. What's the math? 600 divided by, that's I think, is that 30-point average? Yeah, 30-point average. That's what he had. Math majors. Um, He, I think, averaged over 13 rebounds a game, and I believe we're at like 9.8 or 9.9 assists. Like, I think it's- 9.5, I just said it. Oh, okay, my bad. I think Jokic is trolling um, when he when he gets as close to the assist numbers as possible. <laughs> and then he's like, nah, screw you guys. I don't want to give you this stupid accolade that I need to speak to. Because did you hear? Oh, my God. We're, it's game four in Miami. He had 23, 12, and 4. And the question goes, you just, created, you just did the first line since... You know, KD, Duncan, and KG—the first guy to do that since then—and Joker's like 23, 12, and four. What's so impressive about that? He's like dumbfounded, and I realized that it was—it was like three blocks and three steals as well. Yeah. And so I told him that, and he was like, "Oh," uh, and he like like puts his hands to his face. He's just like these stupid, arbitrary um, benchmarks that we you know make a big deal of. He like. He doesn't think about them for a nanosecond. No. They don't mean anything. Yeah, that's there's no doubt about can, that, which
0: makes it all the more impressive, by the way.
1: Can I just, as a complete non sequitur, do you have any idea what the Nuggets front office is doing today?
0: Looking for trades?
1: <laughs> Good guess. They are holding draft workouts wow. in their gym. They are holding draft workouts Which, for because prospect. they just
0: they just picked up draft picks. They they made a trade during the NBA finals, right? Um, so I'm going to give you the list of guys on this. Okay. I, w- I want you to listen to this. So Kareem's number one
1: for like, for, for the all the aggregate numbers. Yeah, for the seen. aggregate numbers
0: here, okay. Kareem number one in 1974. Then it's uh, Nikola uh, 2023 in 19 games. I'm sorry, 20 games. Excuse me. Um, followed by Giannis from last year, LeBron from 2018, Michael Jordan from 1990, LeBron again 2009, LeBron again 2017, LeBron again 2015, Michael Jordan 1989, Shaq 2000.
1: I know those names.
0: Recognizable, aren't those they? Those
1: are okay names. Yo, do you have you been paying attention to this top 15 top 20 stuff that like Joker is now in that in that vein.
0: Oh, I think there's no doubt he is. I mean, he's past Dirk, right? He has, he's he has Dirk. Lapped Dirk at this point. I don't know about lapped. Oh, he's got a championship. He's got two MVPs. How many MVPs does Dirk have? One. How many times has Dirk been to the finals? Twice. He lost once. Mm. One more than the Nuggets. One more than the there's, Nuggets. He's not
1: lapping him. Like he's ahead of he's ahead of Dirk. And
0: he just had an all-time playoff performance. Is
1: he he's in the KG? He's past in, KG, past KG, past KG. Anything is possible. Past KG, KG. Can we to- can we say anything is possible is analogous to uh, Nicola? What is what does this moment mean to you? It's nice. It's good. <laughs> I like it. It's good. The the work is home. I was over. I can go home. Yeah, he's uh, he's gonna.
0: You know, if he wins one more title, let's say let's say he gets two, and I think he'll end up getting two at least. Um. At that point, you have to say, is he Hakeem level? Ooh. I like that. I And I think that that's certainly...
1: And then you're top
0: 12. Top 15 for sure. And and maybe, yeah, top it, scraping at top 10. If he gets to three titles, he's past Shaq in my mind.
1: Past Shaq?
0: Shaq won one MVP.
1: Yeah. I mean... W- all I can say is we weren't lying. He was an all-timer. You know, why why have we invested so much in him? Why have we why have we made the MVP case? Why have we By the way, I voted for Finals MVP unanimous. Can I just tell you how that process works a little bit? Yeah, let's hear it. It's kind of hilarious. So, you know, NBA PR hits you, they say, "Do you want to be a voter?" Yeah, I want to be a voter. Cool. And they say you gotta respond within fifteen seconds of after fifteen seconds after the game is over. You gotta send in your vote. All right, cool. I still got time. It's about three thirty left in the game. At this point, I think the Nuggets were losing because Jimmy had gone on his he hit the back to back threes, and then we didn't even talk about the um, curious uh, uh, upheld call. Oh my! That That was was is that egregious?
0: That that was me. The fact that they actually looked at that for multiple minutes and somehow came to the conclusion that that was still a foul is beyond me. I will never understand that call.
1: So I think, I, I mean, it, it's it. I just think that AG's momentum kind of took him into Jimmy's quote-unquote landing space. Uh, was Jimmy going to land on AG's nuts? I don't know. He kicked him. <laughs> uh you know is that what is that what the officials deemed i'm not sure but that was an egregious call anyway i got sidetracked about like 3 30 left in the game nba pr sends somebody down to like i guess they thought i was gonna forget or something i'm also deep in the game story and it's a back and forth game and what is this game story gonna look like i don't know hair's a little bit on fire don't have a lead yet etc and they go do you have an mvp vote and i was like uh yeah and And who are you going to go I was like Joker Like I could have told you Joker at halftime I could have told you That he was going (laughs) to Before the game Yeah I could have told you That this was going to be If they won This was going to be my vote And It was unanimous Um, I don't know if he cares I mean it should mean more Like in, in theory Shouldn't a finals MVP Mean more than a regular season MVP Yeah
0: that's the one that matters
1: Yeah that's the one that matters I mean Dude did you hear Jamal Call out Joel Embiid In the post game press conference I did not he goes. He goes. He's seen that meme of Joe Embiid chasing the MVP, the MVP trophy, and then he sees the 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 image goes Joker running beyond that to yeah. go get the uh, yeah. to go get the NBA championship, and it's like, man, they yeah. I mean, there's no argument.
0: No, none, none at all. At this point, if you, the only player where you might have an argument that hey, maybe this guy's the best player Giannis. in the world is Giannis. That's, That's it. it. That's it. It's Giannis and it's Nicola. Interesting, both foreigners. Um, and Joel Embiid, I'm just, there's no way he's even in that discussion.
1: No, you're proving it. There, it's a prove it situation. Yeah. You, we'll you, talk when you prove it. You have
0: to be able to back it up in the playoffs. Nicola's done that, did it in a big, big you way. to be able to stay by, healthy, by, too. By the way, Nicola's on this list for other years, by the way.
1: So Nikola's rest, quote-unquote resting, sitting, being injured, whatever, the last few weeks of the season cost him the MVP. Did it in turn yield a monumental postseason run? Was it a strategic play that worked? Yes. And can you retroactively name him the MVP? Do you have that power?
0: Unfortunately, no. They did not give me those powers. I'm going to go through some, some numbers here, passed along by our producer, Aaron Ontiveros. Guess who's the favorite for next season? Um, That's your Denver Nuggets. Ooh. That's right. Plus 500 on Bet GM, MGM right now. Plus 500. They're just ahead of the Celtics, plus 550, followed by the Bucks at plus 600, and the Suns at 850. I got to say, the better is loving the Suns. I do not get it. I mean, I guess in retrospect, we can say maybe the toughest series that the Nuggets had. It's, it's kind of up in the air. We were talking about this before. We can talk about it now. I, I, I think that there's two series where they were probably tested the most. Uh, the Suns, because they actually got put to 2-2, and Devin Booker was on a heater. He was playing absolutely out of his and mind.
1: And say it, Minnesota. No. I think Minnesota was I, good. No,
0: it, it's the Lakers. I know it was a sweep, Yeah, but every game was tight every single one of those games came down to the final minutes and the, the Lakers had chances in the final minute to go ahead in those games.
1: All I'm going to tell you is this was a discussion point amongst some coaches in the post-game locker room last night. You think
0: they're trying to give their boy Tim a little shine?
1: Interesting. And no, um, <laughs> uh, I think that aunt Edwards is a problem and is he going ain't to Devin be a Booker.
0: Yeah. Really?
1: I mean, did, I, I, that'd be an interesting comparison. Did Ant Edwards have a better series? No. Was it not close? Not statistically, Are no. you sure?
0: Because we, Aaron, you want to look that up while we're talking about this. I I listen, think that it because the Devin Booker did a Booker's, really good do, job defensively on Devin Booker. They did and he still scored a ton of points. In the
1: fir, but but inefficient. Inefficient. No,
0: he was efficient to begin. The first four games no, he was pretty darn round, efficient. The first round, he was a killer. The second round? No, he was, he was pedestrian. Did, all right, listen. I know you were taking care of a baby. You just had a baby, and maybe you weren't paying full attention. That's funny. He was really good in games three and four, and really good in game two.
1: A funny moment from last night. Um, I'm talking to Malone, uh, and you know, he again, like I said, he introduced me to his family, and he says, "Yeah, Mike just had a kid, uh, five weeks old, baby seven pounds." Shout out, homegirl. Um, and I go, uh, Michael. I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for extending uh, that second round series to six games so that I could come back for the conference finals. <laughs> he looked at me like you jackass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they, it, it's to me. Um, maybe there was a point, like by the end of game four, the Ishbia game. I believe was game four the Ishbia game. Yeah, um, that uh, Nuggets fans might have been maybe a little a little scared. Maybe, Maybe. I mean, just the tiniest bit, you know, Yeah, Um, that didn't happen in the Minnesota series. And I'm not really sure it happened in the Lakers series other than maybe the the end of game one, because the game end of game one was tense. That was a that was a that The Lakers came all the way back, took the lead for a second. We're right there.
1: Maybe you're better at this. Maybe this is just how your brain works. 16 wins gets muddled together. It's yeah. hard for me to separate everything that just happened, along with having new dad brain. Yeah. Like, it's my hair's. Um, I'm in. I don't know what city or state I'm in. I don't w- know what day it is. W- would you
0: say that, where would you rank the heat on that hierarchy of, of the level of, of toughest? Diffi- yeah, level of difficulty. that's
1: interesting. Um, that is interesting. Uh, you think the Suns were the hardest? I think. Just, I
0: think it's between them and the Lakers.
1: Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think the heat were it was either oh shoot. Maybe they were the third hardest.
0: I think that's about right. I think that's about right. Ugh. I I mean, clearly Jimmy was not
1: I just don't think he was healthy. Not
0: the same. Yeah. Um and uh the guys that went absolutely crazy in their first few rounds didn't. I mean, the the Nuggets locked them down.
1: What happened to Eastern Conference supposed finalist Caleb Martin in the finals? Not much. That was Not unbelievable. Much. He was a non-factor.
0: Non-factor. And I think part of that is the Nuggets, right? Yeah. They they just – they became – you remember when we first started – at the start of the season, the Nuggets had this long road trip, done tons of games on the road, and defensively they were a mess, right? And, Big mess. And um, think about that team and where they are now defensively, where they're winning these slugfests, and they're going toe-to-toe. It, it it really is incredible how much they they were able to transform over the course of a season
1: what if the you know how they say is a player a 16 game player what if the nuggets are a 16 a 16 win team like the team that is better suited for the postseason because their winning percentage significantly better in the playoffs than it was in the regular oh, season yeah their defense significantly better in the playoffs than the regular season Nikola Jokic, you get the pattern here matt and, and Jamal Murray, too.
0: Well, and uh, also, like guys like Christian Brown weren't really playing at the start. Right. Uh, and, you know, he makes them better defensively on those non Jokic minutes.
1: Um, I, I saw... I saw No Bones
0: Highland as well, by the way, by the end.
1: Does Bones get a ring? Mm, yes, he does. Does he? Yep. Uh, are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Pretty sure. All right. <laughs> if Matt says so. Uh, does Tim Connolly get a ring?
0: I don't think so because he wasn't with the team at the start of the season. I mean, I think that's the gr- I think that's Devils the
1: advocate responsible for the vast majority of the guys there.
0: I'm not saying whether he should or shouldn't. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this well, is I'm asking what happening. Should should he? Um, I think yes. He hmm. drafted Nicola. Mm-hmm. He drafted Jamal. Uh, he made some other mistakes along the way, but he built the foundation Framework. for this champion. But you got to say the Calvin Booth a couple of master strokes trading for KCP master stroke
1: the seeds of that KCP trade were planted with Tim
0: okay fair enough just, i just Br- for the record signs bruce brown on a bargain deal yeah drafts christian brown with what was a 23 I, I can't 21 21 so all three of those guys played a role in them winning this championship
1: did tim Connolly attend any nba finals games matt schubert yes he did down in miami of the two he was gonna go to miami (laughs) we saw i ran into our guy uh game four he was down there yeah he could have just been you know down in south beach for the hell of it but it happened to coincide with the team that he helped construct in the nba finals it's got to be tough so tough it's got to be tough for Tim right now. I,
0: I, I you know, this is this is what, what where it goes really in your favor with the Bruce Brown argument. All you say to Bruce Brown is, "Hey, look at all that money Tim got. You think he's happy right now?"
1: Yeah, I mean it's executive versus player type thing, but that that's be, and and somebody made this point to me last night. If Bruce Brown stays, think of how much. A resounding endorsement that is of your culture of everything that you have established here. If a guy is willing to punt on an individual payday or delay, we're going to say delay an individual payday. Think about that speaks volumes. Oh yeah,
0: and and I think certainly a possibility. And the other the, the other thing, even if he leaves, Denver is now a destination for veteran players who want to compete for a championship. It,
1: they know they know you come to Denver. You're gonna win because you're around Joker, and B, you're gonna get paid because he makes you better. Right. So, I mean, do you not like the mountains? Do you do you not like the torrential downpour that's drowned us? How about these hot summers? Um, not a fan of uh, legalization. What's what's the issue here? It's pleasant out here.
0: Very pleasant. Very pleasant. Um, all right, I'm gonna walk you through what they're gonna be saying, Mike Singer. Okay. Those pundits, those Uh, people, those doubters, because the doubters are coming back. I don't care if they won a championship. Mike Malone, Michael Malone, uh uh-oh, there's another another doubter. Um, He's going to have some stuff to put up on the bulletin board. One, the Nuggets had an easy path Uh. to the NBA championship. Eight seed, four seed, seven seed, eight seed.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: Hold on, I'm not done. The Nuggets were lucky that the Phoenix Suns were not healthy. And not only were they not healthy, they'd only played seven games together. Watch out for the Suns. They're going to be ready this time around. That's one. Giannis, he got injured. If they would have had to play Giannis, that would have been a problem. And then lastly, yeah, Jimmy, he wasn't right.
1: So it's just... It's just funny, and I'm going to bring this back to Bruce, and I will get to your question. But, like, you know, Bruce plays with this massive... Um, Kids used the, the phrase boulder on his shoulder, which I really liked. Um, and what happens if Bruce Brown goes into free agency, he gets paid? Bruce's whole mantra is nobody wants me, everybody undervalues me, everybody overlooks me, they don't think I'm a viable NBA player. Well, what happens when they pay you? You can't say that anymore. <laughs> this is what happens when you're the NBA champion. They can't say anything to you. They're gonna, though. I don't care. Like, they can fight internally themselves because that's what happens when you try to run it back. It's harder the second time because you know what it took now in the first time. You are fighting blindly the first time to to get to this point. To get to the second one, you're like, damn, do I really want to commit all those hours, all those sacrifices? um be disciplined on the road everything and 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 buckle down defensively for 10 months i mean it's really a year commitment if you're going to do it again i mean essentially a 2 year commitment if you're going to run it back
0: a month from now probably they, they're yeah. back at it
1: yeah so i mean like they're fighting themselves man i don't think i'm i'm happy that michael malone stopped playing the disrespect card at come finals time granted they were the favorites and you know it's a one seed versus an 8 seed fine I I don't think that if he was able to zoom out I don't think he would want the defining um you know link to this team from the outside world to be that they just are are demanding disrespect and pounding on the table decrying the the big big east coast media. I don't think that that's a good look and I don't think that he would want that to be the perception of his team because they're a lot more than that. I get why he did it. He had the stage, he used it. It's a good thing you turn the volume down because there's a lot more substance to this team than just um, a few, you know, spicy sound bites. And they don't. Who 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 cares? Who cares what somebody says? You are the champion. There was it was not fluky. There was it was a you know unimpeachable champion in my opinion, unimpeachable championship. You don't
0: go sixteen and four, right? And you not earn it,
1: right? And so you know, okay. Now you're competing against yourself. You have a standard. Can you meet it again? Do you have that same... I mean, it's interesting because you Giannis at a certain point this year goes, you know, I'm desperate. I'm desperate to win again. And maybe it takes a couple years hiatus before that desperation kicks in again. Is the desperation there, or have you already addressed the hunger and the desperation? Yeah. We get right. deep. We get deep on these.
0: So, um... What do you think this offseason is going to look like? I, I mean, obviously the big question is Bruce Brown. Yeah. That's sort of – that's the inflection point. That's what we're going to find out. But they just got a, a first-round pick for next year. They're going to have two first-round picks.
1: Which I reported they're trying to move up to the first round in this year's draft.
0: To target a specific player?
1: Dude, I couldn't tell you a prospect outside of Scoot Henderson and Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> I could not. My – I just couldn't. I have not come up for air in months. I don't know. I apologize if I, you know, I shouldn't be admitting that. I don't know yet, and that's not that has not been my job most of the time. I'm deep into the draft stuff at this point. Sorry, I poured my my energy into you know a historic team. Um, I don't know who they're targeting, but it is interesting to think about in terms of roster construct. Do you do you pro- look for a shooting guard to hedge against potentially losing Bruce? I mean, to me, that is the—I mean, you already traded Bones. You don't have an obvious ball handler. You, it's, it's a backcourt replenishment.
0: And this is a situation where maybe they target another sort of Christian Brown-type player. they have their pedigree. They've played several years in college. They're ready to play.
1: Sure, but give me a ball handler. I, I need a ball handler. Right,
0: right. That, you, you could also argue, like, depending upon what happens with DeAndre, they kind of need a backup big. Uh, but they've survived without that before. So maybe they don't um, prioritize that. Um, I don't
1: know. Isn't it so demoralizing if you're a backup center and you're like, why would I come to Denver when uh, they're just going to play small ball uh, reserves in the postseason and and AG and Jeff Green and render me useless? Like if I'm Thomas Bryant, I'm just like, damn, what am I here for? Yeah. Thomas Bryant was a leader in the clubhouse last night in terms of partying, (laughs) in terms of leading like the dance circles in terms of like, you know, spraying people with bubbly. Thomas Bryant was funny. Um, and who, I mean, complete non-factor and, you know, could they get him for cheap back if they want? I don't know. Um, but I thought there was value with the trade. It obviously didn't work. Uh, but, yeah, what happens with their big guys? What about Zeke? Um, do they have any trust in him? Uh, to me, the most glaring issue is the backcourt. Yeah, and you know if Brucey e. B stays true to his um, alcohol-induced word, maybe it's not that big of an issue.
0: <laughs> A couple more scenes here before we uh, sign off. One, Aaron Gordon, shirtless in the streets of Denver.
1: Yeah, this dude is. he 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 does it for the culture he 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 just loves to revel like i think he like walked out without a shirt on correct and he was just like dude i'm gonna soak this in and and the the word was that um the post game party was at ag's so he probably had to walk the streets with the people uh, to get back to his place, maybe he got some. Maybe he got some bystanders uh, trickling in <laughs> with that. With that. Uh, with that method of Ubering, um, but it. Yeah, the videos were coming out like Ag's just a man of the people. He he was soaking this in. He you know the whole postseason it was just about like being disciplined, um, going to sleep earlier, not drinking, and he told me that. And it was just like this is the reward. He had he's had a couple bad post seasons, so it took a lot to get him to. Contribute in the in the way that he did um, defensively. I mean, you can just see like an imaginary hit list on his wall with LeBron, with uh, Aunt Edwards, and Cat and KD, KD, you know, and Jimmy Buck, uh, Jimmy buckets, like just X's through those guys as he's getting you know on uh, deeper and deeper in the postseason.
0: Talk about redefining your your legacy. He was a guy that was known for being in a dunk contest I think about 3 or 4 years ago.
1: The, the 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 most just like, you know, unhealthy calorie diet you could have is just being known for a dunk contest. Cool. Are you I mean, to what degree are you impacting winning? Yeah. And now look at him. Yeah. A, a a lead defender on a championship team who oh by the way, won you game 4.
0: Fantastic in that game mom absolutely fantastic gotta say he he really I, I his his stock to me has just skyrocketed in this playoffs
1: and and it also sets maybe as a lesson for other teams like can should you be looking at other places um for misfits miscast parts that you could better utilize and better uh piece together and f- put pieces around to best optimize shouldn't that be a lesson and it's that's a risk right that's hard and it's really interesting because Calvin Booth has talked about this you're a four you're the fourth pick in the draft and there's all these expectations and assumptions that you're going to lead a franchise and you're going to have all this stuff and there was no hierarchy in Orlando and he had so many coaches and it's hard to have a lot of discipline and a lot of um, direction in your game all he needed was you know like a, a formula, like a format, like a, a clearly defined up, role too. A, a clearly defined role and look what look what it can yield. And and yes, that's a gamble, but the Nuggets clearly pieced that together and said, screw it, it's worth it. Um and didn't piss off Gary Harris enough in the trade because Gary Harris was back at game four.
0: How about all the old ex Nuggets showing up to, to celebrate that's this what I'm title
1: saying, run. man, I just wrote about it um and Nicola's defining trait, in my opinion, is his, his his unabashed joy for his teammates and the happiness he derives from others. That is, you're not going to get more Nicola than that. Yes, he doesn't like the attention, but he loves when his teammates thrive. Uh, he was asked individually about, is this the best moment of your career? He's like, he flipped it and said, well, yes, because we can we have a chance to get Ish and DJ and Jeff rings and they don't have one, and it might be now or never. This dude just... You're not gonna peg him into a corner. He's too smart, and I don't know that we're ever gonna get. You know how you know on big moments, like journalists, you want like the juicy like red meat. I don't know that we're ever gonna get red meat from Nicola, and that's fine. That he is who he is. He he doesn't care. He he just wants to hang out with his family, cook people, and race horses. His game is the red meat. The, the way he plays. Great. That's a great point.
0: He, he just... There, there was one moment last night, and it was like just a throwaway moment, but it was just another one of those like, wow, this guy's amazing. He gets stuck in the air trying to throw an outlet pass and just feathers this ball right to Aaron Gordon, perfectly placed. Like most guys are throwing that out of bounds. What did right? you do with it? Didn't do much. It didn't matter. But Oof. it was... They kept the ball. Yeah, he 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 had been put in an awkward position. He was still, he looked around to three different options and found a guy with a perfect pet. And it's just small thing, but wow, what a talent!
1: Who said this? I think it was Jamal said this, and I really really liked the analogy. You know how some he goes like the best shooters, they don't hesitate on shots; they just catch it and hoist. Nicola doesn't hesitate on passes. He sees a pass and he exploits. And he just half a second, bam, bam, pick it apart. And if and he needs his teammates to be ready for it, he needs his teammates to think on his wavelength. But he doesn't hesitate when he sees a hole. And he just, um, I mean, look, he he did it. He did it his way last night. I mean, more aggressive. Ten points in the fourth quarter of his twenty-eight. A they lot of it. just like a lot of just really soft, feathery touches around the rim going at smaller guys. Uh, I think he had Lowry on him a fair amount and then he gets in the middle of the zone and is you know hitting his fadeaway or hitting his little jumpers and it's just like the dude is borderline unstoppable. And um, he doesn't look he doesn't look the part uh, and maybe that's what makes him more unique and compelling. Well, uh, the world got to right.
0: discover him. And uh, and that's that's they're great. They're in on our little secret. They're they're in on it now. Everybody knows, uh, including Lisa Salters who by the way got booed. What what's that? Come on guys. Do we are we really that much of a grudge holding town? How
1: much how, how much do we attribute uh any Denver Post coverage to <laughs> Lisa Salters? Oh, you
0: think we were the only ones doing that? I'm not saying are, that are you we kidding were the only were, I'm
1: saying if we're the leader in the clubhouse and people are listening to us, they know Lisa's enemy number 1.
0: There's uh there's certain uh Altitude personalities who may or may not exploit that on a daily basis and other. That's outlets. cool. That's, that's a good point. Um, that's a good point. I, I don't think we that's were. That's why stu- I
1: asked what percentage we're responsible <laughs> for. Um, all right.
0: Well, I think we've pretty much touched on everything we needed to touch on in this uh, championship edition of the Nuggets Inc. podcast. I'd read reviews. I'm not sure if we actually have any new reviews. As always, go to iTunes, five stars. Lie with your stars, tell the truth with your review. We want to hear from you. Mike Singer, as always, it's a pleasure.
1: It was fun. Thanks a lot, man.